Welcome to Startup to Stardom and Beyond, where female entrepreneurs can fuel all the phases in their business, master marketing, and light up their leadership skills. Busy mama, latte-loving Ashley Paragoy has evolved her expertise and passion in marketing. From running a marketing and social media business to embracing a faded path of transition as a business coach, Ashley helps women scale to success, reaching income levels of six and seven figures, doing what they love, fulfilling their calling in life, and encouraging drive through personal development. And that means you too. For more information on Ashley, visit ashleyparagoy.com. Now, I know you're excited to tune in, so let's get your startup to stardom and beyond. Here's your coach and host, Ashley Paragoy. Hey, guys. Thank you so much for being here. Today, as you saw, hopefully from that title, that reason why you clicked was because it's approaching 2020, or maybe when you're listening to this, it is already 2020, um, but either way, uh, it's important for us to stay up to date on all the marketing do's and don'ts and everything in between. So today, the reason, obviously, again, is just to talk about those marketing musts 2020. So avoiding the mistakes and wasted time on efforts that are outdated are simply not working for your online business. This is super important also because you don't want to be wasting your time. Time is money, right? Um, so I'm going to go over a little bit about everything from social media to email marketing and even use of hashtags and all kinds of stuff. So Bear with me, and if you have any questions at all, you know how to reach me. It's ashley at coachingwithashley.com, or you can just head on over to ashleyparagoy.com and contact me that way. So let's just jump right into it. The first thing I'm going to talk to you about today is the important changes on social media. Some of these changes have happened as early as last month. Others are in transition and some, you know, they're just, people are still doing outdated ways of doing things, right? So I'm going to touch on a few different ones. The first one being LinkedIn. Um, so if you are familiar with LinkedIn and you're on LinkedIn, um, hopefully you already know that you can go live on LinkedIn. Um, so I do encourage you to do that. I mean, regardless of what platform you're on, even if it's Instagram or Facebook, um, it, going live is actually a really good thing, not only for the algorithm, but also for your business because it puts a face that is in front of or for the business, basically. Um, it gives a little bit more of that, you know, communication and openness and starts to really build that relationship when somebody can not only hear somebody, but also see somebody. I think it definitely resonates a lot more. You know, it's like they start to really feel like they get to know you. Um, so for those of you that are like, oh, I don't like to do video or I'm scared or, you know, what are people going to think of me? You know, like just, just go with it because I promise you nobody probably cares as much as you're like kind of scared. It's like being stage fright. So don't, you know, don't overthink it. Just do it. And the more you do it, the more relaxed you're going to be. So no worries there. Um, even if you want to just practice by hopping on for like five minutes, 10 minutes, something quick, simple, share a couple tips, say hello, and that's it. You're going to see a lot of engagement. Um, so definitely encourage you to try that. The next thing I want to talk to you about 
is those Facebook pages. Um, they're not working like they used to. You probably have already noticed this on your end. Um, if you're concentrating on trying to get those likes and those followers, I want to encourage you to stop wasting your time there. <laughs> not that it's a bad thing where you're, you're just going to eliminate it for good. I definitely am not telling you that. Um, but organically, I'm, I'm more or less talking organically. Um, it's just not seeing that same conversion um, as far as likes and followers on an organic level. And at the end of the day, those likes and followers don't turn into conversions unless you are also going a step above and you're getting their email address or they're opting into a freebie. Um, so therefore getting their email address um, or they're going into your group where maybe you're interactive um, more so with them on a more personal level. Um, there's still people that definitely go live on their Facebook pages. Totally on board with that too. Um, but I definitely suggest having another alternative. So maybe you do like a Facebook Live on your Facebook page and you steer them to, you know, an opt-in or maybe to your Facebook group. Your Facebook group is a little bit more of a personal space in regards to, you know, who's going in there. You know that not just everybody can just watch you on your video and, and get your tips. You know exactly who's getting those tips and who's in your group. Um, because you have to approve them, more or less, unless you have a, a public group. But most people have somewhat of a private group where they have to approve somebody to come in. Um, so if you have a Facebook page and you're, you've been kind of stressing about like the numbers or the likes or the followers or all that stuff, I want you to try to like weed past that and move on to the next best thing while it's here and while it's active and while Facebook is helping you out because they are boosting these things organically at a higher level, which is Facebook groups. So definitely encourage you to get onto a Facebook group if you do not already have one, as in create your own Facebook group and then invite people in, not just join a Facebook group, but actually create one. Um, and when you're creating a Facebook group, name it something that isn't just your business name. Name it something that would attract them, just like this title of the podcast. Um, so having something where they know why they are going there and why they want to join. And if you're kind of still stuck, then I suggest doing some research, going into your Facebook, um, putting in some URLs, putting in like a search in the search bar of Facebook, you can search for keywords that you would, your, your ideal client would actually resonate with and click on the groups tabs. And you're going to see all the different groups with those types of keywords. And then you, you'll, You'll be there for days. You can go on and on and on and see all kinds of ideas. So um, see what's out there and see maybe what's missing and fill in that void. Um, the next thing I want to talk to you about is TikTok. <laughs> and I don't know about you, but I'm not on TikTok. Okay. I'm just putting that out there. I'm not on TikTok. Um, all the kids in our house know what TikTok is. Some are on, some are just, some are watchers, some are doers, you know, but they're all on there in some regard. Well, my 17 year old said, mommy, you need to be on TikTok. You need to be on TikTok. And I was like, no, <laughs> don't need to be on TikTok. Um, but he convinced me and he was like, you know, just check it out. You know, this person's on there and this person's on there. I mean, he was listing people like all these like higher end entrepreneurs. And I was like, really? And you know, what could they be doing? Well, I checked it out myself. I was like, okay, well, you know, I'll go back to that later. Well, then literally probably that same week I heard another podcaster talking about the same thing and made a valid point. Um, they were saying how when Facebook came out, 
you know, it was for college kids. Okay. Then that, those college kids are now adults. Um, I was like at the latter end of that college kid. Um, I was past the college age, but still like in that same realm. Um, when Facebook came out, I mean, I don't know if you remember, but I was like in the MySpace days, right? Um, then Instagram came out. So all of the um, high schoolers and college students, you know, were on Instagram. And now TikTok is out and you've got your younger generation more or less hanging out there, right? Well, it doesn't mean that your ideal client necessarily lives there right now, but that ideal client is going to, you know, migrate over there potentially, right? Or the younger generation that's hanging out on TikTok right now, they're going to get older and they might grow into your ideal client, right? So I don't want you to disregard it. And the point being is that the algorithm is very friendly right now on TikTok. So if you go live, I'm hearing that like, and I haven't tried this myself, honestly. Um, but if you go live, it will notify people who are following other people that would um, fit into like your criteria. So say you, um, like I'm a Rachel Hollis fan, right? So say I'm a Rachel Hollis fan, which I am, and I'm on TikTok um, and she goes live. Well, when she goes live, I will see it, even if it's somebody that I might like because I follow Rachel Hollis, I will also see that person who goes live. So it's kind of a cool thing. And so I do have it on my radar and my to-do list as well. So I will keep you updated on this while I, uh, while I visit this uh, idea of getting on TikTok and seeing how it works. But um, I definitely see the point in being there, kind of like getting ahead of everybody else before everybody else is trying to do the same thing. So encourage you to do that. And if you do, I'd love to hear about it. Um, all right. So next thing, IGTV and IG stories. Um, I want you to really focus on these two aspects on Instagram, if possible. Um, if you are not an Instagram person, that's okay too. But if you are, um, definitely focusing your strengths and your energy on Instagram TV and Instagram stories. I definitely, hands down, it's what people are actually seeing. And with IGTV, it's for longer video. So you could do IGTV or even upload, you know, your, your IGTV channel. And then people can see it actually in their newsfeed as they're scrolling. And then, of course, IG stories, Instagram stories. Um, sometimes I'm hearing that people don't even look at their timeline. They only look at the stories. So I think that the reason why that those both work is because IG stories is so quick. And it's kind of cool because anything you put out there, it can go away in 24 hours unless you make it like a highlight or something, right? So it's kind of cool because say you're having like a sale or a promotion, you don't have to worry about that going like beyond that 24 hours. And then IGTV, you can go, you know, create longer video, but it can show up in people's newsfeed and then they can click to watch more. So you're attracting them that way too. It's again, this video thing. Um, so Definitely encourage you to do those two things. Doesn't mean don't, it doesn't mean not to post on your regular timeline. Um, but I, I do see a lot of more people trying to, you know, kind of pretty up the timeline piece of, you know, what, not their timeline, but their actual posting. Um, and then, you know, making their IG stories more, um, what's the word, just kind of random and, 
and behind the scenes and fun. And then you've got your IGTV. So if you if you do all three, you're 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 doing good. Um, next thing I want to mention: if you are using your Facebook personal page. I want you to encourage you to stop doing that. This has been around, you know, it's, I think you've probably heard um, rumors or whatever, you know, just through social media platforms and stuff um, that you shouldn't use your personal page. Um, it's still very true. I still see people doing it. Um, I don't care, but I just don't want you to risk getting shut down. Because Facebook is, I mean, Facebook, there's a lot of people. So they obviously can't keep up with everybody at the same time. Um, but they will and they have shut down personal pages when you're using your personal page as a business or to run your business. Now, the way around this, um, because I, I do know that people are like, well, I can reach more people on my personal page. Or maybe you started a personal page and it was for your business and you just didn't know, or maybe at the time it wasn't a big deal. Um, but now it's time to get them off of your personal page then and onto a group or and or onto a Facebook business page. Um, but the way around this, a, a good little workaround is to not sell on your personal page, but to direct them elsewhere. Uh, kind of what I just said, but in a, in a sense, it allows you to maybe sprinkle in hints of what you're doing in your business, but then suggesting that they go elsewhere to watch you live and that kind of thing. Um, so definitely get off that personal page when you are running your business. Um, next topic I want to talk about here is standing out online. So the way to stand out online, I actually have six things. Number one is knowing your ideal client and talk to that one person, one person. I don't want you talking to a million people. I don't even want you talking to three or five different people, especially if you're just starting out. I want you to be talking to one person. And what I mean by this is your messaging on social media, in your email, right as if you are talking to that person. What kind of things would attract that person? What gets their interest? What do they, what makes, what's funny to them? What resonates with them? And truth be told, it's probably somebody that you would be friends with or somebody that you were once upon a time. Um, so if you're a business coach or a life coach, you are that person because something influenced you to be what, what you're doing now, right? So you should be able to resonate with those people based on your experience, based on where you were once upon a time. Um, so you probably already know who that ideal client is. It's just a matter of not overthinking it. So say, you know, oh, I'm a life coach, but I work with um, women who have been, you know, in a bad relationship, or I've worked with um, women who just want to find themselves because they feel like they've lost, they've gotten lost along the way. Well, those are two different messages. So I just want you to narrow down that message. What will happen is that word will still spread, but you're going to make a bigger impact. And then what will happen is you'll have people and leads coming to you just based on them hearing about you because you've made such an impact on one particular thing 
that doesn't mean that you're going to just totally like disregard everybody else. It just means that you are going to be so fine-tuned into what and who you're talking about that there's not going to be any gray area. You don't want to confuse your ideal customer. You want to be so direct that when they go to your website, when they go to your social media pages, when they um, tune in to you know, a live, they know exactly what you do, who you serve, and then the circle kind of around that, they can put those two and two together, okay? Um, so definitely hone in on that ideal customer. Number two is being consistent. So being consistent in social in blogging, and whatever you've decided to do with your marketing plan, and if you haven't had a consistency, just create one now. It's never too late to start. So just create one now and be consistent in what you're doing, when you're doing it. Um, If you have uh, trouble like kind of staying on track, there's lots of tools out there. Um, You can use Trello. You can use Teamwork. You can use Asana. um, You can use even down to just an Excel sheet. Um, Just something to keep yourself accountable and reminding you of the things you need to do to stay consistent. It will be so much easier once you get into this rhythm. And then aside from that, I recommend batch working, big, big on batch working of saying, okay, I'm going to work on all my blogs on this day and I'm going to get them all done for the next, you know, four, six, eight, whatever. Um, It's a lot more streamlined than you just schedule them out and it's done and you don't have to think about it again for another six to eight weeks. So it's it's a beautiful thing. Um, Number three, look at your data. I want you to know your numbers and I don't mean just on your income level or what you're charging people. I mean your your data as to where your traffic is coming from, how people are reacting when they get to your site. What's your bounce rate? Because if your bounce rate is high, guess what that's going to do to your search engine optimization? Meaning people can't find you because you're not showing up high enough in the search engine and they don't want to go past page one. So page one is an ultimate goal, obviously, (laughs) for certain searches. But to get to that page, you've got to really hone in on your search engine optimization. So look at your Google Analytics, see where you're standing, see what that journey is, Make sure that the right people are coming in, which you can tell from your Google Analytics. You can tell um, what that average age is, uh, what the average gender is, you know, men versus women, obviously. Um, you can even tell kind of what else they're interested in. So it's it's really a cool thing because that also vets that you're attracting the right people to your website. Not only are you getting them to hang out and, and make take action and click on things and read and learn more, but they're also the right people. So it gives you a lot of comfort too in knowing that because that's where the proof is in the pudding type of thing. Um, Number four on how to stand out online is over deliver, be a resource. Do not, do not be afraid to give out too many tips or too many um, tips that like, oh, they're not going to hire me because I've just given them the recipe to everything. Um, not true, not true whatsoever. The most brilliant people that I follow, the most, the most, um, that I look up to, they're giving away tips and resources that wows me. And that actually makes me want to buy stuff from them. So I don't want to discourage you. I want to encourage you to, 
give them over delivery of your tips, your resources. Um, Each individual is going to be different. So while you might give a really good tip or a really good resource, what's going to make them come to you is because they're going to want more of that or they're going to want some one-on-one with you on that topic. Um, so that, And those are who you want. Those are the clients you want. Um, the people that are going to come there or to go to your website and opt into the freebies and that's it, that's okay too. You know, that is totally okay. And the minute that you start to be okay with that, the better you're going to feel. And you're just going to know that the more people you are helping and and are looking at you as a resource, the better. It always comes back to you. Um, Number five is having a launch each week minimum. Um, I mean, not a a launch, a live, (laughs) sorry. Having a live each week minimum, meaning you're live on video somewhere. Now, the beauty with video um, is that you could use something like BeLive. Um, that's one that I've used before and I still have, but you can actually record offline or online and stream it to some really you know prominent social media platforms automatically. Or you can just download the video. You can use it for online courses, um, and there's like banners and you can add um, subtext and everything right then and there, right in BeLive. So that's really cool. Um, but it's good, good little platform to have. Um, even if you're not using a platform like that and you're just going live, that's better than nothing. Um, but I would recommend to going on, like say you do a Facebook group um, video, you can go in after that's posted and download that video and then upload that to your IGTV and you don't have to re-record it. So it's, it's you know, killing those two birds with one stone. But doing that once a week will really help. Um, and side note, I was doing this actually every day for a good chunk of time um, because I wanted to really make an impact and absolutely hands down it worked. But then obviously. (laughs) I got really busy um, and I started to have to scale back on that, but I still need to be consistent. I still needed to show up um, and I added, you know, the podcast and now I've got um, some other things in the works going on for 2020. So it definitely paid off being being that consistent and showing up every single day. Um, It might seem like a little much, but I think when you plan out your content and know what you're going to talk about, it makes it so much easier because you're just talking about the things you love anyways. You're not talking about things that you don't like. You're talking about things you like, love, and you're sharing it with other people that want to know those things. So that makes it super fun and easy um, and just streamlined. You're going to build a lot of relationships that way for sure. Um, Next thing, use one platform and master it before moving on. That is my number one tip too. Um, Aside from just niching down and knowing who you're talking to, this is like my number two. Um, Using one platform. I don't want you to overwhelm yourself, especially if you're just starting off with marketing. You don't want to be on Instagram and Pinterest and Twitter and Facebook and LinkedIn and you're going stir crazy because you don't know what to post where and when and how and when's the best time and how do you tag and how do you hashtag and all these things that are probably going through your head right now. Um, 
stick with one. Stick with the one you like the most. Stick with the one you're most comfortable with. Master it. And then as you get better, you're going to be just so efficient at it. Then that's when you're going to have time to add in another one. And I would recommend adding it in slowly until and or unless you hire, you know, a VA, so a virtual assistant or an online business manager to help you keep on track or do it for you. Um, So either way, start off with one and then move on from there. And maybe you decide you won't, you know, and when you're deciding which one you want to be on, kind of do some research too, besides like, say you like Instagram and Facebook equally. Okay, great. Which one? is your ideal client hanging out on more? And that's when you decide. And then start off with that one and then move on from there. All right, the next tab that I wanna talk to you about too for 2020 is the lead generation sales journey. Um, So lead generation can be anything from direct lead generation, as in you're sharing your opt-in directly with them, saying, hey, you know, click here to come get this or click here and join my webinar or my masterclass, or, um, you know, get this promo, get this coupon code, whatever that case may be, that's direct, that's direct lead generation. Even um, setting up like a discovery call, that's direct lead generation. Whereas the indirect is more content driven. So you do a blog, and you share the blog, you're not telling them to do anything other than check out the blog listen to the podcast, whatever that is, whatever that piece of content is, that's what you're directing them to. When they go there, they're going there just for the content. They're not going there with this intention even that they're going to enter their email or get anything out of it other than the content that they went there for. But what happens is if they're clicking on a blog and then they're hanging out in that blog and they're reading it and they're you know, sucking all that, you know, tips up and all of those um, key things that they want to get out of it. Um, At the end of that blog, you're going to have an opt-in. And that opt-in can can and should be relevant to that blog. So it could be a checklist that goes along with that blog. It could be a little miniature workbook. It could be, um, you know, a journal. It could be all kinds of different things. But the bottom line is that you're going to have something that they're going to want that's going to be in addition to that content that they just opted into. Um, So try that. See if that helps. The other possibility here, again, is that direct. So that's when you're just saying, hey, you know, here's a post. I'm going to create a little visual and then I'm going to create the call to action. Get your 10 free, you know, top subject lines for email marketing right here. Okay, they're going to click on it. They know they're going to get that. They're going to get it in their inbox. You've gotten their email and and it's done. Um, Email is something that I think a lot of people have lost focus on generating those emails as much and growing their email list because they've been so consumed and kind of obsessed with the number of followers and likes that they have versus actually taking those email addresses and nurturing the heck out of their ideal client. Um, So I want to hopefully kind of guide you here into going back to building that email list because it has a 4,000% ROI. I know I've said that before in the podcast and it is so true. Um, I can send out an email almost at any time and 
within like, I don't know, as early as probably immediately to within a couple hours, I've got buyers. So that that's more powerful than having to feel like you have to run ads all the time or um, you have to out, you know, message people all the time, all day long. Um, much more powerful to just send them an email. Um, the next thing is um, I'm going to talk to you about is the things that are outdated. The things that are outdated on social media that you're probably still doing. Number one is boosted posts. <laughs> so I always get asked, should I boost this post? Should I boost this post? No, 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 no. Do not boost your post. Run an ad. Don't boost your post. Um, so creating a business manager account is a must. It's a must. Um, it gives you, um, I think it's a lot more streamlined. It is complicated at first if you're not familiar with the back end of Facebook. Um, business manager, I feel like, has changed multiple times even over the last six months um, as far as like how they're setting things up. I really think that what's going on is Facebook is really trying to make it better and, and make it more streamlined. Um, but in the end, you know, it's kind of like they're rearranging furniture. That's the only way like I can really think to um, compare it to. But there's a lot, I mean, they're very helpful. Like if you Google like how to set up a business manager or how to add somebody to my business manager to so say you have somebody that's doing your ads for you um, or helping you out on your ads or just in your business in general, you want to add them to it. It's, it's pretty streamlined if you just Google it, like it will walk you right through. Um, but down to installing your pixel. So if you don't have your pixel installed, you're missing out too. Because your pixel is a key to retargeting those people that are clicking on your things and they're going to your website and they're going to your landing pages, but they're not sharing their email. But this, that pixel gives you the ability to reach back out to them um, through a Facebook ad. And it's a lot, um, I don't want to say cheaper, but it's obviously less expensive to do that than you just trying to frivolously like reach the world um, of your ideal audience versus somebody that's already kind of familiar with you and kind of more of a warmer lead. Um, the next thing is hashtags, use of hashtags. So hashtags should actually be written within content. Um, a lot of people are still doing it the old way, and I'm not going to say it's not working, but if you talk to some Instagram um, experts, they will tell you that like it is much better to just use those hashtags within the actual content that you're posting because it actually vets the post a little higher um, on the rank. So meaning, I, I have an example actually written down in front of me. Um, happy hashtag Monday. Join me for hashtag marketing tips I'll be sharing today. Okay, it's very generic. 